Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. This is going to be a good episode, I can already tell. Mm-hmm. I'm making some really interesting choices up top. <laughs> and sticking to them, which is the most important part. And I'm liking it too. Alistair... Yes, Tragic, though, it would be yeah. to have your penis chopped off in an accident. Sure, and fed to your parents. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. A- as an accident. As an accident, <laughs> as an accident. Yeah. And you're allowed to enjoy an accident. Of course. As well. If it fell, let's say it was chopped off, you were on the roof doing some sawing. Yeah, this is falls. already way too realistic, this <laughs> scenario. Yeah, you're, I'm uncomfortable. You're on the roof doing your balancing sort of a bit... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, you know. I can Ever, see it all playing yeah, out. And then you accidentally, it's a hand, it's one of those hand, you know, like circular saws mm, that you would just Yeah, which in. I do use. Yeah. And willy nilly. Up, willy, ch- yeah. very much nilly in yeah. this case. Well, it would, there will be yeah, more nil. Yeah. <laughs> than will. And then so. Um, and dad's barbecuing in the backyard. Oh, see, I was picturing your mom was grinding up some meat in the backyard. Make, in, well, <laughs> inside. And so it bounces, falls down, obviously. Through an open you window. Go, Whoa! Yeah. Like that, and it bounces down off the ladder and then in through the window okay, into okay. the meat grinder. Sure, but Alistair, I want to see how you are getting from the situation mm. where my mum is grinding up presumably raw, uncooked meat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now that has to get into my parents' digestive system yeah. before they've somehow become aware of the fact that their son has lost his penis on the roof. That's not true. Or they could be aware, but they're not going to let that put them off having <laughs> this nice, fresh, ground meat, general uh-huh. meat meal. Uh, and not going to ask any yeah. questions about the location of my severed penis. So they're making they're making meatballs? Yeah, okay, for ironically. Your, for, your, um, for your beautiful children. Oh, okay. Okay. And they're already quite grumpy. You're, you're actually you're selling this to me quite well by complimenting my children. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but it sounds like my pe- my children are going to eat my severed penis because my parents are going to eat it. <laughs> well, remember, remember, this is going to be eaten by my parents. No one said anything about my my grumpy children eating it. So well, I'm said, watching no, no. for twists and turns. I'm saying as well as oh. You but, know what? You're okay, right. It so, doesn't have to be solely and totally I mean, consumed to by mum and dad. It'd be beautiful if it was just consumed by your sons, <laughs> which I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that what happens is, your everybody mm. looks outside, and you know what happens when you drop something, and it always finds that one position where you just can't find it. Mm. It goes, it goes mm-hmm. under, like it just goes under something mm-hmm. that you would never look at. It always seems to bounce much further mm-hmm. than science, you know, than your understanding of the physical laws of the universe could could allow. Scientists for. can't explain mm-hmm. how far the thing you just dropped <laughs> has bounced. Has bounced. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that's why I don't trust them on climate change. So then... They're looking, and so meanwhile, mm. your your mom's still grinding. <laughs> she's grinding. She's she can't grinding. be stopped. Yeah. She's a fiend for it. Yeah, she's grinding pork, yeah. and she's grinding beef because she knows that that's how you make good meatballs. you got to add a little that, bit of that pork. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well. And, and, it's, and it's that white meat there that really makes your penis disappear. That masks. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, any of the pinks and purples that might be on the out- outer surface. There are no purples on the outer surface. <laughs> this idea of penif- penises somehow being purple. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know myself. It's very confronting. Yeah. Anyway. But then mm. turns out that your beloved wife 
is very concerned about you, and so she wants to go with you to the hospital. To the hospital, but she decides actually it would be good just in case this is your last moment. Yes. Um, to take the boys with her, her, and so your mom, who's been grinding, yes, and your dad, who's been in the backyard fur- furiously searching mm. and giving you a hard time mm-hmm. for cutting mm. off your penis, yes. <laughs> Yes, and sort of. Meanwhile, the entire subtext of this situation mm. is that now both my parents know that my penis is quite small and difficult to find. Well, you that's know, not, like, no, that's like that's not true. just I think, adding into the sort I of the, if, the general melange of distress and the experience. Well, if if you're letting that play in and you think that they don't already know. <laughs> They know. Yeah. They I mean, know. I think they know. That if they've they've they, seen the source material. They saw the early years as well. <laughs> they were there for a lot of the main years. Um, and so then uh, once they've gone and, and they're taking a break yep. from searching for it in mm-hmm. the backyard, mm-hmm. your mom decides, well, let's just cook up a little meal. Let's get up our energy. Yeah. And then we'll do, we'll do more or we'll, we'll do more searching at first light. Yeah. And so yep. they have a bottle of wine. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. And, so, <laughs> and some meatballs. And then, you know what, instead of, and they go, you know what, I'm feeling pretty confident now, let's get some head torches, and then they go out in the dark, Yeah. and they search before any kind of, you know, nearby rodents might get them. I assume mm. your, your house has rodents. It, I, I assume it does as yeah. well. Yeah, we've seen evidence of rodents. I know exactly where they, they would be looking as well. I'm picturing a real quite specific location around my house, and I'm picturing, I know the specific window of the, of the kitchen that it would have bounced through mm. as well. Yeah. So, do you know um, the exact saw you would have cut off? Yeah, your yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Do you know the exact way you were holding the wood in order for that to be possible? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but I told you I'd never, I'd never cut off my finger, though. Still haven't cut off my finger. Well, my whole point mm. when I started this, by the way, mm. is any of that a sketch? I don't know, Andy. Yeah. yeah. That could be a scene in, in your uh, sort of a, a biography of your life, I suppose. <laughs> Speculative biography. It's I don't see why I can't, why I have to live all the things before I can write the biography. Well, I mean, you know, someone who's very successful very early on, mm. like a Justin Bieber, mm. they should be able to, to, so that they can, people, you know, because in case he doesn't, he loses his fame or goes out of flavor, mm-hmm. you know, in his later life, they should capitalize on making a biopic while he's young. On his entire life. And posthumous biopics mm. are all very well, but what about a pre-hummus? Mm, pre-hummus. <laughs> pre-hummus. A chickpea. Yeah. <laughs> a chickpea biography. Um, so, look, it's given us the idea of speculative. Yeah, okay. A pre-biography, absolutely. And, you know, it'll probably be a lot more interesting, let's be honest. Well, think about it, because, I mean, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll have three marriages in this. Mm. And, uh, you know, in the movie, they won't allow him to dr- die of a drug overdose. Mm. You know, they'll, they, mm. can, they can paint it the way that they want it to paint, yes. to paint it. Yes. You know, it's like a portrait. You it's know? an alternative future. Well, it's not alternative. It's the only future at the moment. So you're right. It's a so definitive future. It's the de- de- <laughs> definitive future until the alternative arrives. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. Which very often happens. That's right. Mm. Um. Anyway, my, my, my point was going to be was mm-hmm. that, you know, tragic though it would be to have your penis severed, mm-hmm. um, it's probably the thing that would affect l- my life the least. You know, if I were to pick a body part that had to be yeah. chopped off, like, like pra- in, in a practical sense, yeah. I could pretty much carry on. Because you, you don't go to the bathroom. Well, but I mean, it, I, don't th- I don't think having my penis chopped off is going to sort of really impair that anyway. I can maybe I can sit down or whatever. But what if what if you can't hold in urine anymore? I don't think you hold in urine with the penis. No, you don't think so? No. So you, but there's I just don't feel any other part that clenches way back there. The clench is back there. It's real real far back? Yeah. How far like, back? You, do you think, think that there's like a, a tap the, the, right at the end or me, something the, like that. For me the pee goes right to the tip <laughs> and then I just close the mouth of the tip. <laughs> It'd be amazing and I if tighten those lips. If you had a little sphincter there, mm. and if we looked closely, we could see it. Just quivering, <laughs> quivering and trying to hold, hold. <laughs> I, 
I, I think when you go to... No! That's right. like in a war. Yeah, and then because that's because your pe- end of your penis has opened. Has opened up, yeah. <laughs> and barbarians have got into the city or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then I give them a good spraying. Mm, okay. And this, in this, for me, in this uh, scenario, I'm a, I'm a skunk. Mm-hmm. And the sphincter that I'm holding is to my, my s- s- Stick smell glands. Sm- smell smell gland, glands. Yeah. Have you ever smelt skunk? Uh, I know the smell of skunk, yeah. You, how do you know this? Well, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I mean, we, we studied it in school. <laughs> Have you smelt skunk? Yes. Right. Okay. That's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> Have you smelt, like, how? Uh, just from s- smelling a weird smell and then somebody mm. going, that's skunk. Oh, okay. So it could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have just been somebody trying to cover for their f- for their weird smell. Yeah, but it's like it's you know it happens in a weird. That's my actually one of my opening lines in any conversation. Mm. I just open with that skunk, just in case anybody has smelt me mm. and thinks it's weird. Would you use that in sort of like a, an airport security when you're getting patted down? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have your lines ready for that kind of scenario. Well, that one. Because also skunk is also uh, a British word for uh, a very strong hydroponic marijuana. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's the I other like line it. you use. Yeah. When I'm in airport, I say, that's good. When they're patting me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I could see how, yeah, I could, you know, I could imagine also um, having my penis cut off and that it having not a huge impact on my life. Yeah. Um, because like and like out out outwardly, you know, nobody knows. Nobody has to know. That's right. Because everybody just assumes that we're wearing spanks at all times, keeping it in. Well, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's it, the 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 penal bulge is mm. really that visible in most standard pant scenarios. I think we're just so not looking. Yeah, you think yeah. it's it's. I think there's like definitely some some of it there. Yeah, well, maybe. and I reckon I reckon maybe <laughs> maybe for some people. <laughs> and maybe it, I think it, maybe it plays. I think it plays a bigger part in in holding up the pants. Can than I you can think. I just suggest that this become a pro small penis podcast? <laughs> I'm happy. Great. I'm very supportive of um, of supporting the small penis uh, people. I mean, look, I feel like, you know, I've psychologically been with them mm. a lot of my life. Mm, sure. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. Enough. Nobody knows for sure. <laughs> Nobody knows for sure. There, there should be a day close to the end of time mm. when we all do get them out and all have a look and we all know finally. What <laughs> what it's what's going but what, on? All of society, all, all of society, yeah. like close, like close to the rapture. I think in the rapture, mm. everybody does go up to heaven, and your clothes are left behind, right? Mm. That's standard rapture scenario. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it right? feels like being nude is that bad is a bad thing though to the Christians. Yeah, but I think once once you're in God's light or whatever, they the knowledge ro- of good and evil and all that kind of stuff like probably balances. They have a robe up there. For maybe you there's a robe. Maybe you change into a robe. But I feel like once you're gown. ascending and leaving your um, your mortal form behind, mm. is that one of the first little treats that you get from God is to get to have a little look and just see yeah what everybody's sort of done what everybody's yeah. got. <laughs> and that's part of that's part of sh- shedding your shame exactly As- assuming that. The, mm-hmm. the news is mm-hmm. good. Assuming. Or, yes, shedding your shame or adding several layers of shame. Mm. But maybe it's so much shame mm. that you become numb to shame. Yeah, overload your, your shame receptors. Mm. Yeah, and they shut down. This and must you... have happened to some people. I feel like this has happened to some people on the internet and mm. that kind of thing, you know. Yeah? Yeah, I think you can, you know, if you, if you get... Attacked by enough people, you tur- some people turn into a quite a, a, a more shameless version of themselves as sort of the only way to hmm. get through that. Uh, like a Mark Latham. Yeah, I'm picturing exactly Mark Latham. I'm yeah. picture- I was picturing the guy from Coney 2012. Right, yeah. Slapping the well, concrete in his underpants. I, w- I wonder if he was post-shame, if he'd somehow... If that's mm. what it's like. Yeah, I mean, I think you're never stable, 100% st- stable again, but... yeah. He's free from shame. Mm. At least until you hope you want to no, hope. <laughs> at, at least until the manic episode ends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was temporarily free from shame. 
Now, is there any sketch in there? We only have one sketch so far. <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, let's well, see. What are we talking about? Smelling well, skunk. Much like the, um, you know, like the, when they're trying to. I, d- I do want to know about that. Like, is there a sketch in the in the in the pee going all the way up to the end of the the penis and mm. <laughs> that <their> stomach? <laughs> I like. <laughs> It's right there. It's right there. It's like mm-hmm. it's like um you know, like a like a like a tube absolutely mm. chock a block full of billiard balls. Yeah. Wow. Um yeah. you know Billiard balls. Billiard balls. I don't know why that's my example. Yeah, yeah. It could be liquid as well. <laughs> yeah, liquid yeah. is probably a better a better a better metaphor yeah. for the liquid that we're talking about. Um, um I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know exactly what the sketch mm. is, but I'm happy if ever it comes to mind. Yeah, sure. Um, but something I did think of while we were talking mm. um, moments ago was uh, this idea of cutting off body parts that you don't need. Now, mm. when they were, uh, when they've been trying to syn- synthesize life mm. from non-living things. What they do is they go into very small, simple bacteria and they destroy bits of DNA. Des- that- yeah, destroy little bits like that, and then then they zoom out and they go, "Oh, if that's that that wasn't crucial because that thing didn't die." Mm. Well, we could do that with humans if you wanted to synthesize a human from non-living mm-hmm. things. You could just take a human, cut away all of these things until something is like you realize something is crucial. So then you go, "Oh, it went too far." <laughs> Like that. And then, we went too far. We 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 admit it. We admit it. He died. <laughs> yeah, like that. But but there might we be learned some, something. There might be opportunities to put things back in. Oh yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Just quickly before mm. they are fully dead. Yeah. You know, they go. And you go. <laughs> put the heart back in with that. And uh, so maybe this is this is quite good. This is kind of like an impro surgeon, mm. right? Because you know you think about your um your your Doctor Browns. Mm-hmm. Your, your Goliath school of performance Clowns. planning, mm-hmm. right? You, um, you, what you're doing there is you're performing for the audience, and you're just sort of responding to what the audience is giving you back, mm-hmm. right? So if you, if if the audience is is laughing, you give them a little bit more of what you were just doing. If they're not laughing, mm-hmm. you 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 change or you you abandon that idea, right? But what if you were a surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. And you go into somebody and you just sort of you're you're watching. You've got one eye on the on the on the heartbeat and you're just cutting stuff away, mm-hmm. right? And then when it starts to flatline a little bit, you put that bit back in. Mm-hmm. You start chopping somewhere else. You know, it's impro. It's mm. it's working with the body, yeah. the responses of the body. It's much more natural and mm. and you don't have to go in there with any specific plan or even some idea of what the whole point was. You'll learn that the body will teach you what it's about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it certainly works. For one of those weight loss competitions. Yes. You know? Or a weigh-in for boxing. Mm, a weigh-in for boxing, yeah. So you start getting rid of all the things that the boxer doesn't need. Yes. The <laughs> penis. Know, the penis. <laughs> we'll start with the penis. Great. <laughs> Take away all that knee skin. Turns out that's actually holding you back. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I think uh, I think this is good. I think I think a weight loss program mm. where everybody starts with a person of the same weight. And the comp- real competitors here are the surgeons, mm-hmm. right? And at the end, all they've got to present at the final weigh-in is a living organism. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> living conscious organism? A conscious organism. Yeah, a, 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 An organism that is capable of expressing mm-hmm. how it feels about what's just happened. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a thing that can say... Yes. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Give a high five. Yeah. That's all it needs. It's a weight loss competition, yes. but it's surgeons losing weight on mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taking out, cutting off the unnecessary stuff. And I think this is good because uh, this is probably where we're headed because there's, it's becoming more crowded. And if we can make people smaller, right, mm-hmm. to fit more people in, sort of like that movie Downsizing. Mm-hmm. With uh, Matt Damon, that I think everybody thought was possibly going to be really good, and then was a bit mediocre, probably really. No, well, we haven't heard, we haven't watched it. We haven't watched it, so then it can't can, be that good. But no, I'm exactly, I'm sensing from the the Zeit mm. Geist. Mm. Um, Do you think Geist is is this German is a much for ghost? more realistic? Yeah, it is the spirit of the times. I think oh, Zeitgeist is the spirit go. of the times. Yeah, I found out that I'm 
1850 is when one of my ancestors left Germany. Hmm. It's part German. Yeah, right. Yeah. 1850. Do you know why? I, uh... <laughs> no, I've got no idea. <laughs> uh, still. Uh, yeah. Still we know a date, and that's something. Um, I think... Peach people. That's where I come down from. Come from peach people. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Peachy. Yeah, peach. Peach growers. Peach cobblers. Mm. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they make shoes out of peaches. <laughs> um... Uh, but what about this about a skunk, Alistair? Yeah, hit right? me. Children's book, mm-hmm. right? The skunk who never stunk, right? Oh. Okay, and it's like the ugly yeah. duckling, mm-hmm. but it's a skunk who doesn't smell bad. Great. So it's right? a... Oh, and it's ostracized by all the other skunks. For smelling good. For smelling good. But it's actually... And all the other animals are terrified of it, but they love its aroma. Mm. Except for one little kid who doesn't know what it is. And... <laughs> and brings it into the house. And then the family's the like... The family's all... No! Yeah, yeah, right. But then it sprays them. Mm. I don't know, maybe then one day there's like a really bad smell in the house. And it sprays and that sprays smell. It's smell. And, and then they're like, oh my God, it saved us from that rotting carcass. That, <laughs> that fish that fish. Now that we, we don't have to clean up any of this <laughs> rotting fish. <laughs> but then as a result of not mm. having to clean up the mm. mess, the family do all die from salmonella poisoning. Mm. Yeah, airborne salmonella. And the skunk eats their bodies. Yeah. And that actually so changes. That's a happy ending. And it ch- which, eating all that human meat, which mm. I don't think skunks eat a lot of meat, mm. it changes the scent of its yeah. of its uh, smell sack. Yeah. And then it gets reaccepted back into the society. Mm. And so it's a really happy story. I think I could write this as a ro- beautiful little rhyming story, mm. right? And it starts out real, you know, quite quite hopeful, mm. right? Gets real grim in the middle mm-hmm. and then ends up quite nice again with yeah. the skunk back with its family. Yeah, well, I think there could be quite like, you know, when you first meet the family, turns out that there's actually you can see sort of early signs of maybe these are hoarders. Mm. And then once the fish kind of comes in, then it, and, and once they accept the, the skunk, then you can really reveal that actually they're terrible hoarders mm. and they're never going to clean that fish up. And I think when this book is sold in, superma- in supermarkets... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're going straight for, the, for the, the, that mass market. Yeah, I am, because I'm no fool, right? Mm. Those those. They'll, it'll only be two or three pages where the real bad stuff happens, mm. and they'll all just be very, very lightly glued together with some oh, sort right. of glue that wears out as the pages are turned. Mm-hmm. Right, so you, parents will flip through the book and be like, "Oh, this is a nice story." Skunk goes to live with the family, then goes back mm. to its own family and gets accepted. Mm. And then you know the kids will read it a few times, and they'll go back on the shelf and they won't pay any attention to it. And then like. Six years later, this, this glue will have degraded. Mm-hmm. Someone will flip through the book and see all these pages that have been there the whole time. They had no idea. Yeah. And, um, you know, something will happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great idea, Andy. Fuck. Hey. Fuck. <laughs> I really thought I was going to think of something good for the end of that bit of talking. No, 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 no. I think, well, and I think you did, Andy. You found something really good. Was it shouting "fuck" <laughs> in mean, disappointment at myself? Yeah. You know, who knows, Andy? It's like it's hard to, to once you start talking and you're like, "Yep, no, I'm going to do this. I'm taking this." Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're, you're giving a sign to to the other person. You're going, "Don't worry. Yeah, I I'm got taking this. I'm taking this one all the way." Sometimes I'll even talk over you to make sure that you don't get in whatever yeah. your idea you might go, have been that might have helped me. Don't worry, like, I have. I. I, I <laughs> I have a full magazine and I am <laughs> shooting the whole thing out because it, this is going to be yeah. completed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that, is that worth writing down? I mean, the, uh, the good smelling... Skunk? Good smelling... Skunk who didn't, never stunk. Oh, this, yeah, so the That's skunk. Um, I think... Uh, great word, skunk. Great word. Oh, but Skunk. then, but then, at the end he stinks. Yeah. But maybe it's like who never stunk before. Up until this point, brackets, mm. brackets, and up until very close to the end. Mm. Yeah. Up until close to the end yeah, of this yeah. book. Yeah. Should we should we mention the squiz and jizz? 
We were sure. talking about just before yeah. the podcast. I was saying that the word squiz sounds more like what jizz is supposed to be than jizz even does. You know, like if you mm-hmm. if you were to give be given the two words, if you didn't know either the mm-hmm. word squiz or jizz, mm-hmm. right, and you were given both of those words, mm-hmm. sight unseen, and asked to um, guess which word out of mm-hmm. either jizz or squiz was going to be a word for ejaculate, mm-hmm. you would absolutely pick squiz. See, I think this would time. be great for... You know, we need to get some bilingual YouTubers. Yes. Yeah, who live, say, Indonesia, mm. um, Bahrain. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Estonia. Yeah, great. All great countries. Yeah. Places where, you know, there's not a lot of English, mm-hmm. right? But this person speaks English and the local dialect mm-hmm. of whatever they speak. Estonian, Estonian. Bahasa, Indonesia, whatever that mm-hmm. may be. Great. Um, and then you tell them to approach Vox Pop style, people who don't speak English, and ask them between these two mm. words, which one do you think means ejaculate? Yes. Mm. Yes, great. And each one is going to go, no doubt, squiz. <laughs> like that. Because you squeeze it out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you do squeeze it. It's like toothpaste, right? Yeah, because it's right up there at the end of the tube, All the way right? At the end of the tube. <laughs> You don't decide. It's like Tetris. It's just it's Wait, like Tetris. What? You don't you don't get to decide what comes out. You just have to squeeze it out yourself. You let it out and then you go, Oh, that was a that was a toilet one. Sorry. <laughs> oh, this is an unpleasant episode of the podcast, yeah. isn't it? I definitely started the energy though. So I'll I'll accept any of that. Yeah, well, you'll start it but um, I'll end the energy. But I think but I think the I think I think as a language mm-hmm. English, I do want to get an outsider's ear on what what our words are like, right? Because mm. you, you're you indoctrinated, I think, a lot of the time. You, 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 as a child, you're introduced to language very often because mm. that's when you learn it. For a lot of people, mm. it's when they're a child. Childhood, yeah. yeah. Except for um, those ones who uh, end up being raised by wolves. Mm-hmm. End up a... being raised by wolves, mm. yeah. You think, you think... I mean, it turns out wolves are great at looking after children. What are they like with the elderly? Could we get them, you know, well, working? A lot of the elderly very old, very lonely. <laughs> a lot of the elderly very, very old. old. <laughs> they should call them the elderly. <laughs> they, Alastair, they absolutely should. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, um, so, are we saying so? <clears throat> We've had a lot of experience. Uh, you know, we've been in, trying to get daycares and old mm. folks' homes together. Mm. But who's even better with young people mm. than old people? Old people, or or than you know, even people, mm. wolves, mm. willing to take children who aren't their own mm. and raise them. We assume. We assume. <laughs> There's at least one story. Certainly willing to take them, mm. and that's the first step, isn't it? And why not try it with um, wolves and old people? I do, I, th- I do know that wolves, I do know, when I say I do know, mm. I might be getting this from the movie The Jungle Book, mm. but wolves do take care of their old wolves, bring them food and stuff like that. And if you're like a senior wolf and you get injured, the rest of the pack sort of, Looks after you, presumably for a bit until you become some kind of a bird, and then I guess they eat you. But they do, they do look after, look after there. I mean, could we dress mm. up an old person mm. as a wolf? Yes, right. Yes, we could. I mean, it's been proven. So you think instead of putting the wolves into the old folks' home, you think we should put the old folks <laughs> into the wolf sort of den? But I'm just saying, look into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we tried. We tried various ways. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We think that the old, uh, the, the the wolf inside the old folks' home will work best, but we're not, we're not ruling no, out. What is it? We're willing to accept that the wolf inside the old folks' home didn't work. Yes. <laughs> but why not put the old folks in 
the wolves' natural habitat, mm. of which they're very protective. Yeah, and to do that, I think we dress them up. You know, we get the skin of a dead wolf or something like that. Mm-hmm. Wrap that around. Maybe the, the ones person. that were in the old folks' home earlier. Sure, that we had, that we had to, had to <laughs> put down because of the, all, the, all the people they were attacking. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So then there's got to be some permutation hmm. of this that will work. But I guess you'd probably have to maybe raise the wolves um, in the old folks' home. I mean, how long does it take until there are a vicious, mm. dangerous pack of wolves? So this is it's probably three, four years. Becoming, right? uh, rather than, you know, old people's home for five-year-olds, right? Mm. Old folks' home for five-year-olds. That was a show that was on Australian TV mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. Very, very popular, very heartwarming. They combined an old people's home with a sort of a childcare situation mm. and they all both enriched each other's lives. Yeah. Enormously, at least mm-hmm. when the cameras were on. Yeah, right. And but we're suggesting old folks' home for baby wolves. That's right. Yeah, and then and then eventually, mm. old wolves, old wolves. old adult wolves. <laughs> I don't see why not. Why don't you be raised in that scenario? Mm. But then you know. But then is it funny? I think I think it's I think it's a funny concept, Alistair. Mm. I think it is absolutely a funny I think concept. If you just if you simplify it down to the idea that wolves can be nurturing to mm. humans, then we put wolves in the old folks' home. Mm. I think that's great. They're, and they're nurturing to their own old Perfect. people. Yes. That's all, those are all the elements mm-hmm. you need for the setup. Mm-hmm. But it's in the execution that you've got to find more stuff. Sure. Do you want, do you want, do we have to, but we don't have to find that now, right? Because we don't, famously don't do the execution on this podcast. There will one day be... One execution on this podcast. We will call it the execution. The execution episode. And we'll, and we'll lay, we'll call it that. The episode will be called mm-hmm. the execution, and we won't let you know whether or not we actually do perform one of the sketches or kill one of the members of the podcast mm, execution or, style or a guest. Mm, or a guest. Oh, that'd be great. Mm, but a guest is a gift from God. And who's that guest going to be? What if it could be Mr. God? Sunday Movies? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we heard that um, we heard that um, you know this is Claire calling us up. We heard that you were uh, saying on your podcast that you're going to kill my husband live on your podcast. No, 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 not no, live. No. Pre-recorded. <laughs> no, 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 no. But also, no. Yeah. He's going to be one of the three people in the room when an execution takes place. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, right? It's yeah. a publicity stunt. Yeah, and I appreciate that. That will be what we do for the 300th episode. Okay. Kill somebody, or at least maim somebody. <sighs> exactly. The execution of the maiming incident. <laughs> we'll chop somebody's dick off. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, it'd be cool if we could get somebody strap, a strap on, and then we could use a circular saw and saw it off. You know, this, I mean, you know how this, this uh, 200th episode... We carved ourselves some cheese, cheese goblins. <laughs> yes. Well, couldn't we saw off somebody's penis and then grind it up and oh. make meatballs? We'll make a cheese penis. We'll okay, make we'll someone a cheese penis. A cheese strap we'll on cut penis. it off. Yeah, and then we'll cut it off with a circular saw. Oh. And then make cheese balls. This is a really interesting emerging element of the podcast, which is that once every hundred episodes we carve something out of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like we got no other gimmicks, right? We don't even really have that many running jokes uh, except for yeah. every hundred episodes. You know who would like this gimmick? Ants. Ants. <laughs> They'd love that. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I don't know if ants are that into dairy. You don't think they like cheese? I reckon it's something they probably can't digest. I don't know if they digest. I think they just... They don't digest? They just love everything. They don't have the... 
I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if they can afford to not like. I want to know if ants can process lactose. Hmm. Right. Yeah, but I mean, they won't have that much of stuff in their body anyway. What do you mean? Like you know, like <laughs> like they're only taking a nibble. <laughs> So it can't be that bad. It's not that big a deal. I think proportional to the size of their body, yeah. a nibble is a gulp. Yeah, no, I understand that. And I think I think but, if they can't process it, they can't process it, then, Alistair. But, it's going to be just as bad for them but as not it is being, for us. But not, being, but not being able to process it can just mean it just goes through you without that changing. Without, you might not necessarily have an intolerance, mm. right? It might just be like eating gravel or something like that. Yeah. Which, which just goes straight through you. Straight through you. With no sure, problem. you get a bit of gravelria. I think ants actually, um, they they have that like a fungus or something don't they a lot of them maybe inside, not all of them but they have like no in their hives mm. so they actually take all those crumbs back chuck them in a big pile with some kind of a fungus mm. right the fungus dissolves the whatever it is right the stuff and mm. turns it into something that they can eat yeah right they eat the fungus then and then and then they go about the day and so they've sort of outsourced their digestion yeah, of right. whatever it is to this um it's fungi. I knew there was a fu- there was a fungi in uh, in maybe uh, termites, right? But maybe it is also ants. Yeah. I mean, it feels like if you're a fungus and you're like, oh, I can get these fucking ants to do shit for us. Well, I, I have also heard that that like there's an interpretation of this relationship between the ant and mm. the fungus, and it's the fungus really who's King. sort of domesticated the ants mm. basically to get them to go and bring it stuff. But imagine if you're the fungus, you're just like... Oh, yeah. But you're just like, I'm just born, and then I don't have to do anything, and somehow food just appears. That is privilege, right? That fungus is privilege. privilege. Yeah. Check your privilege, fungus. Fungrivilege. Not understanding the the food, the the um, the origins of the food and mm. the work and stuff that goes into sustaining your life is yeah. is, is a real and you can just live in underground privilege and being able to live underground as well is another it's, kind of privilege well you know especially when you don't you don't need a lot you know like you don't need to look, see mm-hmm. don't need to touch mm-hmm. don't need to smell mm. I mean that's a benefit to living underground if you don't can't smell mm. and you can't get dust in your lungs yep yeah yep that's all privilege that's all privilege <laughs> Um, do you think? Do you think maybe we're being run by fungus in some way? Um, let's see. Well, what if it's that mold that grows on the outside of brie, mm. right? Mm-hmm. What if all of human civilization is just sort of built to enable that, mm. right? And we don't realize that the because you know mm. it is it is it is sort of a, a quite a decadent kind of food being able to eat this this moldy cheese, mm-hmm. right? So it seems like it could be the product of a fairly advanced civilization so all of our everything we've got we've got in basically essentially enables this mm. this fungus and you couldn't say you couldn't claim that like you know like some farmed animals factory farmed animals like cows or whatever or pigs mm. that it's actually suffering in any way because it doesn't have any of those senses that allow it to mm. to experience suffering so really it's only ever a positive thing for that fungus right there's no there's no mm. negative for it but how's it run in the show How's it running the show? Yeah, we just breed it. We just m- make more. Mm. That's what it is? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. And it doesn't have to fight. And then we eat it instead of having to eat, like, chips. Well, we, we bring it, we bring it, ca- yeah. Instead of having to eat chips. <laughs> <laughs> but we bring it the milk and stuff that it yeah, needs yeah. to thrive. And, yeah. that sort of thing. and so it has to sacrifice a bit of the fungus or whatever, mm. but it, it is allowed to... It'd be fun if everybody had to carry a little bit of brie with them. You, you, right, like on their shoulder that was allowed to like watch what they're doing and keep an eye on them? That kind well, of thing. I guess in a little way, this is kind of like my sci-fi story that I wrote for last month. Yeah. Where it was like you just have a sort of a familiar, mm. you know, a, a creature that's kind of with you. Um, in it, and then it eats everything, mm. and then you eat it. In mine, it was a giant pancake, mm. the, like a giant pancake with a face and a digestive mm. system that I guess could kind of pro- process rock and inorganic in materials and things like that. And so, in that way, that's the fungus in the ant hill. Here's a here's a sort of a slight diff- that, And by the way, if you want to hear that story, sign up for eight dollar Patreon subscription. Mm. 
Sci-Fi Try Guys, we do one a month, and each of us writes a science fiction story, and Alan Stair wrote a very, very funny story for the last one. It's very good. So, uh, but what about a version of this, right, where, like, we, we're in some kind of a future, mm-hmm. right, where there there isn't... I mean, I'm basically going to tell you your story, but slightly more disgusting, Great. right? So there isn't that much um, good food available, mm-hmm. but what we have managed to do is genetically engineer a kind of a rabbit-rat-type creature, mm-hmm. right, that can eat almost anything, yep. and then we can eat its poo. Right, Great. so everybody has one of these things, mm-hmm. and it is your familiar. Yeah, and you, you know, it clings to your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Just a big right? ugly rabbit. Yeah, and you mm, and feral. you you shove whatever food. Maybe it's you know low quality food or mm. something like that. It could even be high quality. Food. I don't know. Well, whatever you, know, you just shove it in the there. supermarkets. There's just there's street vendors who sell hay and mm. who sell Great. you know blocks of <laughs> sort of muck. Blocks of muck, exactly, that have been dredged out of the sewer or Mm, whatever. This thing's got a really robust digestive system. You feed it that. These are those super rats I was telling you about. Yeah. Remember my science teacher told me about these super rats that were in the sewers and they they poured bleach into its mouth and it loved it? (laughs) This is one of these things. Science (laughs) teacher. (laughs) But also, like, they poured bleach into its mouth. Like, like who are the I, they? I know. Who are this these This is people? like the story that was on a, an episode of Do Go On where they were doing an episode about this guy who ate everything. He was this French guy from about, like, 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just ate, he was just always hungry and he could eat anything, apparently. Mm. And, like, these doctors took him to a hospital and they were studying him. And their studying him consisted of just, like, giving him different things to eat to see <laughs> if he could eat them. Like, like rock. And light bulbs or whatever. Yeah, you know, and he and he ate it all. But like, but like did he that, chew the rocks? that is the extent of the like. That's the research. Mm. This is just giving him stuff and seeing if it happens. We're pouring well, bleach into the mouth of the rat and see if it loves it. It does love it. <laughs> Science progresses. <laughs> new knowledge, new information is added mm-hmm. to the sum of human knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's got a super rat. Everybody's got a super rat wrapped super around their rabbit. shoulders, and we eat it shit. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. it's a disgusting episode, this one, isn't it? But I think that's a good... Um, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, it's a good it, sci-fi it, idea. It feels, it feels pr- actually quite plausible. Right? Like, like who's to say that we, it, it, it couldn't also, like, breathe in our toxic atmosphere and then fart out? Clean oxygen. Oh, and then you just right. like so we breathe then, so its wait, farts and, and then we you, eat its shit. You just hold its, its anus its near your, your you hold its anus near your nose, and you're like, <laughs> "Come on, baby, give me a f- big, give me a breath of fresh air." But it's an ox- yeah, it's an oxygen. It's like it's pure oxygen fart or whatever. But, yeah, great. Yeah. Well, that's what we need to start engineering these things so mm-hmm. that we we can get all of mm. what the ecosystem provides mm. and get it into one creature that can eat. Mm-hmm. Sort of non-organic yeah, things. Yeah, you're right. It's a consolidated mm. biosphere, isn't mm. it? Because we're turning all the functions of you know all the all the trees that create oxygen, all mm. the you know, beautiful, rich biodiversity that provides food and stuff mm-hmm. that we can eat, and we're turning that into just one ugly little rat thing that farts into our mouth. Mm-hmm. Great, or I nose. love it, or nose, or nose. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like and, and again, I, this feels like not an impossible direction for things to go. This is going to happen before this is going to happen b- before we colonize another planet. Absolutely, yeah. This is going to be the reason we colonize another planet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Of like, I reckon we might cling to this Earth a little bit longer because I think we will be good at ringing a bit more. Out of the resources than you expect. Like everything it's, is dying. Like even you know, if everything thought, dies, we're still in a better position now than if we were started again on a different planet where there's nothing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Including the atmosphere and and yeah. But we will we will really we really will run this planet down to absolutely nothing. Elon must save us. You, he you, must, you he's think? got to like he's got to just change his direction slightly mm. and go. All right, what? Right, you can make flamethrowers, you can make big rockets, mm. but you gotta do the thing that mm. is gonna stop, like you're gonna stop everything being wrecked. I mean, did I it... already talk about this on my on the podcast? It's Bezos. It's Bezos has got to do it. He's got more money, and he's got 
this distributed system all over the planet. Mm. Well, Bezos is going to do it. And he's al- his thing's already called Amazon, right? Yeah. So why can't he replant the Amazon? It would be why such good publicity. Why can't he recreate the Amazon or at least the Everywhere. oxygen that it exactly. was creating? Even if it gonna, it's going to cost us a monthly fee. Mm. It, I wonder. Mm. I wonder if you could get if you could turn the environment into a subscription service. Mm. Yeah. Right? I think this has got to this has got to be a thing. Turn the environment into a subscription service, and everybody gets it. Mm. This is going to be the tricky part. Everybody's still going to get to enjoy the environment. Mm. I'm not going to exclude anybody from the environment. Yeah. But. You pay ten dollars a month, and mm-hmm. we get to keep the. Maybe it could be a country subscription fee. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's an opt-in, oh, and then this is a great way to sell climate action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just got to. Something's got to happen. It's got to be. We got to be pulling carbon dioxide out of the ox, out of the atmosphere mm. quick. Maybe you could make then then take the carbon that's been pulled out and make boxes out of it for when you're sending your packages around. Make it into boxes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we got to make the boxes Carbon anyway. Carbon dioxide. Yeah, and those are those are those are trees which we're knocking down. Yeah. Which those are stored carbon already. Mm-hmm. So now you burn. And then what are we what are we doing with that cardboard? We're burning it, right? I know yeah, I do. I know I am. <laughs> you don't even have a fire. You're still burning it somehow. I'm still burning it. I got a backyard. I don't have a fire. What do you need to have a fire? The whole country is on fire, Andy. <laughs> That's true. Mm. Um, yeah, we, do we, that that I, don't think, I don't think we come across as good people in this episode. No? No, but that's okay. That's okay. It's time that the, you know, that the facade was dropped. And we um, um, got to the bottom of it. Now, you know, things. subscription. Yeah. What is, like, superscription? Mm, what a, good. What, what, what happens Very when you... Very good. What happens? I mean, we're on the bottom, but what happens when you get on top of that scription? Yeah. Superscription. What would that be? Because, I mean, so you're at the mercy of the scription. You know, you're paying them to get what they got. Yeah, so I mean, would superscription be a thing where like companies pay you to watch their TV shows? Be a pretty good deal. Be a pretty good deal. So Bezos should do f- to mm. save the environment, pay us. So, but this would have to be this to would keep have, us customers. But this this would have to be a situation in which everybody is, uh, and this this could be interesting, Alistair. This could be where we're headed, mm. right? Life and the world becomes so bad mm. that everybody wants to kill themselves, okay? Mm-hmm. And the only way that companies can keep any customers alive is by paying us mm-hmm. not to kill ourselves. Great. Right? So they they all have to chip in mm-hmm. 100 bucks a month or something like that. And then, superscription. Yeah, superscription. <laughs> <laughs> so he, sends you, he pays you 10 bucks a week. And sends you a super rat. Yes. That you, whose shit you can eat. Yeah, and you can watch a new Star Wars Woo! cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's a comic. You can read you have the to new read comic it. book. Oh, no. Yeah, on TV. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> and is it animated? No. No. Ah. no yeah. But it could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's somebody who reads it out loud to you like it's a, one of those kids' shows where mm. they read a storybook. Keeps pointing at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> but they're on the screen as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bigger screen. There's a bigger screen. Well, so you think that they're... Oh, because it's on a screen. I thought they were holding the book, but it's on your screen. I think it would be good to have a big screen, mm. right? So you're watching TV, right? This is this would be really good, Alistair. Mm-hmm. You're there watching TV, right? And you know how when you turn off the TV, it's just that black screen? Yeah. And sometimes it's a bit reflective and you can oh, see yourself in it. the black mirror. The black mirror, indeed, right? What you need then, because sometimes you're alone... What you then need is another screen, right, that sort of is as wide as your couch, Mm -hmm. right, and fits across maybe just behind you or maybe it has like a a cutout that you slot into. And -hmm. what it has there is a happy family Mm. gathered around you either side, right, so that when you catch a glimpse of yourself in that reflected in the screen, when you turn off the TV at 2 a.m. after being lonely and watching... The Mandalorian. Mm. You can see a happy family gathered around you, laughing, clapping. 
Just in the reflection of the. Just in the reflection. Yeah, and then and you look around. You're looking around. <laughs> not you're not there, of, but no, you see that weird sort of side-on <laughs> view of a computer screen. Yeah, you just climb out of the hole, <laughs> and then you feel good. <laughs> well, for just a moment, just oh, a moment. I mean, something that's, that's all you all need. It, yes. Uh, I just wanted to feel good one moment today, and mm-hmm. watching the Mandalorian hadn't done it. Mm. Well, actually, I just, I've just started watching it. Mm. First three episodes, I'm like, this is very exciting. I'm quite engaged. And then after that, I get quite bored. Yeah. Quite bored at the moment. Oh, I did see Paul F. Tompkins tweet something about a guy in a sort of in a funny round hat, the ex- an extra in a funny I round saw hat. An, I saw an extra in a funny round hat. Carly and I both commented yeah, on it. Yeah, and they go, look at the swagger on this guy. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what I said. That's funny. <laughs> oh, I thought I had that original thought. What did I say about that guy with the hat? Oh, I said, nice hat, fuck it. <laughs> Classic TV watch and learn. <laughs> it's interesting that we both we both connected with that hat guy. You and I Paul am F. the Tompkins. equivalent comedian to Paul F. Tompkins. Wow, that's really exciting. Yep. Um, we have to go to three words from a listener. We have to, but we also want to. And want to. Andy, this one comes from quite a recent uh, Patreon subscriber. Oh, I love that. Kevin Alban. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin Alban. Mm. Uh, thank you for joining us. Kevin Alban. Kevin has sent us three words. Do you want to guess what they yes. are? And, and in a way, you're lucky here. Because in a way, the three words are more than three words. But not in a way that it makes them more difficult to guess. In a way that it gives you less words to... Guess? Well... In a way, it's a bigger target, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, right. I have a higher chance because there's more than three words. I have a higher chance of getting one of the words. Mm. So what the, so what you're saying, there's three words, it's four words, five words? No, no, there's three words. But, but it's more than three but words. But those words are more than three words. So just have a guess. Okay. And see if you can place it. Stallion. Stallion. Absolutely incorrect. <laughs> no. Do you, do you want to try again? Limp. No. In what way is that more than one word? All right. I, don't, I don't know. Okay, the first know. word is bass or bass. Oh, I see. They're homo Hetero Heteronyms. Heteronyms. Yeah. <laughs> heteronymphomaniacs. Yeah, heteronymphomaniacs. All right. Do you want to guess the second word? Um, soul? No. No, 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 no! <laughs> it's tear or tear. Oh, okay. And um, then I guess the last one... Last one. ...must be... Cat? <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy, it is lead or lead. Wow. Did you work out all by yourself that all of those are... Uh... Nah. Kevin pointed it out. Yeah. He thought that'll give some flexibility to your three words. Oh, that's really you nice, You see, some Kevin. people try to fuck with us, but some people try to help us. I wonder if we us... would have worked that out if you, hadn't, if, you hadn't, if you hadn't pointed that out, Kevin. I never would have. Now we'll never know, Kevin. No. We'll never know Kevin. We'll never know Kevin. Um, Bass, bass, tear, tear. Lead lead. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, um, I guess, what about this, mm-hmm. right? What about a world in which suddenly, because, okay, we're talking, this, this, is, this is interesting, Alistair, okay. right? Because you know how there's the world of the ideal, mm-hmm. right? And the platonic ideals of things, and, and all words mm-hmm. refer not to specifics, but they refer back to a particular ideal version of something that lives in the realm of the ideal. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what gives words their meaning yes. by referring back to those things that we are never able to perceive directly but that do exist, mm. right? And so what that implies is there's some sort of central database that keeps all the meaning of all the different words. Mm-hmm. But it feels like we're homo, homo, homonyms? Heteronyms? Heteronyms. Are they heteronyms? Look, I'll go yeah, back right. and check. No, they're very, very, they're very much could be right. What that means? Heteronyms. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Heteronyms. What that means is that there's a there's a risk there that in in the um 
whatever vector points to the specific meaning in the database mm-hmm. could um, could become confused, yes. right? It's like what happened with the Y2K bug, mm-hmm. you know, how the, the year 2000 looks like the year 1900, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm saying is that one day we could wake up and there could have been a glitch in the world of the ideal, right? Mm-hmm. And all the heteronyms swap places. So every... Base turns into a bass. Mm-hmm. Every tear turns into a tear. Every cat, every cat lead turns, turns into lead. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 then we 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 have to work out. I mean, this this could almost be mm-hmm. a, an entry in um in the what Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on game show, mm-hmm. where we describe a world. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to guess what's happening in the world. Well, we have a scenario here in which a person is playing bass, mm. and there is a lead going from their bass yes, yes. to the amp. Correct. And uh, some of the front part of the amp, the uh, material in the front part of it, mm. has a tear in it. Yeah, and also they're crying because they're so mm-hmm. playing such beautiful bass. That's right. <laughs> and they have petrol it is a in song a song about their dead they dog. They have petrol in a can mm. from about 1975. Right? Which contains lead. Okay. Right. And in a fish tank behind them. Yes. What a performance by the way. <laughs> what is this? You there, too? There is a school of bass. <laughs> this is a person in their bedroom. They live but, alone. But then everything switches suddenly. That's right. Suddenly there's a glitch in the in the heteronym verse. Mm. I think this could be um maybe a this would this would work well in a film clip clip by mm. Spike Jones or something like that. Right? Mm. He'd enjoy mucking around with some kind of visual trickery well, to make this maybe stuff happening. Michelle Gondry. Could uh, that might be the one I'm thinking yeah. of. <laughs> I think they have worked together. I though. never know anymore. No, but they do. Yeah, they do. They did have. Uh, there was a period of time where they both did cool film clips with interesting ideas mm-hmm. that involved filming things backwards and then playing them forwards. Mm-hmm. That trick. That, that old trick. Kid... But still works and still looks good. Of course, if done well. Mm. But you know what? I don't like when it's not done that well. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. like good execution. If I had to pick an execution, mm. it would which, be either that we, or Mister Sunday movies. <laughs> Who we love. That's oh, why yeah. it's going to be so hard. Exactly. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly be hard. Possibly be hard. Um, so is that a is that that's a I sketch? Think that's a sketch. Uh, the a glitch in the world of the ideal, Alistair. <laughs> in the database, the the eternal, a untouchable in... database of meaning. Somebody hacked into it, oh. and all the. I can't remember what the name of the, ve- the vectors, the, the pointers, you know, that point to specific bits of data, like in a, like in when, when it's stored in a memory bank. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. Maybe we'll never know. But what we do know is that I can take us through the list Woo! of of words and of sketches. The, well, what we have, Andy, we have what is a sentence but a list of words. We have it, the speculative biography, mm-hmm. or like let's say the biopic for the young star whose fame may may wane. Their fame, fame, fame may, may wane. Fame may wane, and so they make a biopic of their entire life mm. while they're still popular, and it, that becomes the the true future until the alternative one comes and becomes the true one. Correct. Then we have a weight loss competition for surgeons mm. where they have to remove remove parts from patients and then present a conscious per- patient mm-hmm. who is the capable least of giving a high five capable of giving e- either a high five or a yep <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a yep a yep and they I have wonder to be the what lightest. sound because there would be like you could remove certain bits of the mouth mm-hmm. and tongue and larynx presumably mm-hmm. and still be able to make a yep maybe not a yes because mm. you yep Yep. You, you don't need, need a mo- tongue for a yep. You probably wouldn't need most of the cheek. Yeah. Oh, I think you. I think you. Yep. I'm trying to imagine what it'd be like without a cheek. Yep. If there was just a big hole there, I don't think. Yeah, I think it could be fine. I don't think you would get the, because I think no, you need that... to control the. But I think I think if the air could just come out through the sides of your mouth, you yeah. wouldn't get a. You just get a. 
Well, we'll find out afterwards. <laughs> I mean, you, you could put in. Uh, and there's not nothing to say that he can't, can't put in. You can't add other stuff yeah. in. Right. Yes. You know, there's a little device that allows your lips to do a p sound. Yeah, or you just replace the cheek with just like a very thin film of cling wrap. That's very good. Very good. Um, then we have the Good Smelling Skunk, the children's book, or the skunk who never stunk, mm. as it uh, will be known when Andy writes it. Then we have Wolves in Old Folks' Homes. Mm. They are very caring for their old people, and they've raised our young. Therefore, they probably will raise our old people. Yeah, well, more importantly, they've been shown to care for their elderly. That's what I said, raise their old people, mm. care to care for their old people. Mm. But right. Well, I wasn't listening. But the important part is the part that they've actually shown that they're capable of living with humans. Mm. I think that was the important part. Oh, okay, that's the important part. Yeah. But more importantly, we're going to be disguising the old people as wolves and putting wolves them anyway, in their so it burrow. doesn't matter. In their burrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got super rat familiar. Yeah. It's, it's a creature whose poop you can eat, and they can eat anything. But as long as you got this rat with you, you'll be fine. You'll always you'll have fine. food available. It could just be you. And the rat mm -hmm. in a bubble mm -hmm. with a pile of trash, and you could live a hundred years. As long as you could breathe those oxygen farts. And yeah. Things like that. Or I would love it's like there's this part where you're walking around with your rat, and it goes into somebody's front yard and starts eating the wheels of their car, and they're like, hey, you go, I can't control the rat. None of us can control the rats. <laughs> we can't control them. No, we can't control them. They just, they're, they're happy to stay with us. Right. But we can't control them. Look, I mean, it sounds like something that humanity would get on board with. I think it's a sort of a you get stuck with that scenario. Yeah. I think even a super rat wants companionship. And you'll, it's the you'll, one thing they need. You'll defend it's the it. one thing we can give them that they need. We yeah. also genetically engineer them to want companionship. That's right. Uh, then we got the environmental subscription. That's where... You know, we can get Bezos to save the Earth, but it's going to cost us a monthly fee. Mm. Then we got the superscription. <laughs> That's where we get paid to not kill ourselves. to not kill ourselves because uh, the world has gone. The to companies such a bad, have made things so bad, so bad. So then they'll pay us a little bit of money so that we stay alive. We don't kill ourselves, and um, and then we keep watching their shows. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we've got a glitch in the world of the ideal. <laughs> and Real the, nice accessible sketch. Yeah. Accessible, filmable. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. We really do appreciate it. So I'm much. sorry about everything. We're sorry about everything, but I think there was some fun in there. That was some fun. Uh, was you can find fun. us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at AlistairTB, and we're at Two and Tank. We're at, on Instagram at Two and Tank. I'm at A Trombley Birchall. Um, you can give us a review, which makes us feel so good. Mm -hmm. You can listen to Shusher Guided Meditations. Uh, you can join the Patreon. Can you believe that? Oh, my God, it makes us feel so good. Mm. And it helps us through big, long periods of unemployment. That we it have. sure does. It certainly has. Can I just plug, while we're here, mm -hmm. the Fire Bad Comedy Gala. If you've been watching the news about the fires in Australia, and you are in Australia, specifically if you're in Melbourne, Stupid Old Studios is presenting at Howler on the 25th of January, the Fire Bad Comedy Gala, which has an insanely good lineup of amazing comedians, including Alastair Tremblay Birchall. What? Yes. I will be there. And Matt Stewart Matt from Do Go Matt Stewart on. will be hosting. It's going to be an absolutely crazy good lineup. Mm -hmm. Tickets are $40. It's at Howler on the 25th of January. I'll put a link down below. Support And, and, all, oh, and all the money goes to the Red Cross um, bushfire relief yep. appeal. So it's, it's an absolute... Mm -hmm. No brainer. Absolutely. I also appeared on the Book Nookie pro uh, I also appeared on the Book Nookie podcast by uh, um, Brian Colella, where I went on and spoke about my favorite book that it took me seven years plus to read, uh, White Noise, and it's the best book. And you should find the Book Nookie podcast and listen to 
to that because there's a lot of episodes and they're really great. And there's also an episode with me, if I haven't already mentioned that on this podcast, what, where what, I talk we, about three, three Men in a Book? Boat? Three, three Men in a Boat. And, and in a book. And you can buy tickets to our comedy festival shows. <laughs> yes. Teleport, on sale now, and uh, couldn't be more thrilled with everything. That's my solo show. But buy tickets to Teleport first. That's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. But then the second most important thing is to... Buy a second ticket to, ticket to teleport to bring a friend. But after the, that... The Comedy Festival does have a three-show deal thing. Mm, I can't remember what it's called. but Absolutely. It's like, see teleport three times. But Yeah, but you can buy three <laughs> shows and it'll all be for like a discounted price. Yeah, so and you might be able to find that... Um, on the website. On the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll try and find a link to that. Sorry about so many plugs. Thank you so much for listening. You're the best. Take care of yourselves and we, we love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.